0: 2020 marks the 50th birthday of Griffin Theatre Company's home, the Stables Theatre. I'm Angela Katerns. Join us as we celebrate the anniversary in this special series of podcasts where we'll hear about the theatre's history and talk to some of the country's most celebrated artists. this episode, we meet some of the children of the stables, Hilary Bell, playwright, Lucy Bell, actor, and Sasha Haller, actor. Welcome to our 50th anniversary podcast. Hello. Hello. Fabulous to have you here. So can I ask each of you to tell me a little bit about your parents and how they were involved with the stables? Hilary. Um,
1: so John, our dad, Ken Haller, Sasha's dad, and Richard Werrett banded together in I think 1970 to say let's create a theatre where we put on new Australian work and classics and kind of basically whatever they wanted to put on and felt people should see and Lillian Hall, a mum, and our mother Anna Volska were deeply involved, uh, doing everything basically, making costumes, mm. building, performing Doing the legal side, doing the admin, everything that needed to be done, and meanwhile, Sasha was about to be born. Mm. I was, I was three, and Lucy was one. Oh, you were S- ancient. I was
0: ancient. <laughs> you she was <laughs> really an adult.
2: I think. Think the thing too that always struck me was that we say putting on Australian works but um, because they'd all been at uni together and everyone just did Shakespeare really and Oscar Wilde um, their big thing was but couldn't we have Australian voices and they weren't heard on Australian stage and so you imported your lead actors from Britain who got on a boat and came Mm. and you didn't hear an Australian vernacular you just didn't hear an accent Mm. on stage and so I think for them it it meant a lot there weren't really and I'm Correct me if I'm wrong about this. Australian playwrights. They weren't called Australian playwrights. There so were two, I think. So, so when they, yeah. So Alan Seymour. right. And um, Ray Wall. I mean, they were more They, were they, were,
3: there. they, they, but they in, weren't kind of dedicated spaces for them to... That's right.
2: And they weren't like. their pals, whereas they just mm. sort of turned to their pals and said, can you write as well? And, and the story that I love too is that Ken was sort of trying to find somewhere that was deeply central and they found an old whorehouse that had been a stable that had holes in the roof. And they thought, well, that's a perfect spot for a theatre. <laughs> I think it had been a
1: garage as well. <laughs> a
2: garage yes. at yes. some point. Yeah. Um, and the story I got was that there were, the reason why they got a good rent was because there were actually holes in the roof and they had to, you know, plaster it down and make it... No, I don't think the council could believe anyone really wanted to rent <laughs> it at that point on the corner of Nimrod Street, Kings Cross.
0: Sasha, your mother told me about taking you to the theatre when you were a tiny little baby in arms, I think, and stashing you under the table when she was um, selling tickets. Do you know about that? Well, I think all us um, children of
2: were meant to just sort of shut up and, like, hurry up and it's sort of a really different... It was a 70s time where you just went along with your parents. So there's obviously a lot of get under there, shush. Mm. Yes, how can I help you? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And that that thing of... of, I, I was remembering
3: that the thing of faking... Sick days. This is probably when I'm a bit older, so I wasn't one when I was faking sick days. Yeah. But being at school and faking sick days, so you could go to rehearsal yes. and knowing you had to sit completely quietly all day, don't say a word, uh, and we got we got really used to kind of yes. <laughs> being
2: quiet and watching, which was wonderful. As long as you yeah. could have a violet crumble from downstairs, it was <laughs> all right.
0: Who minded you? Do you know? Or were you I remember, left to fend for Do you remember the yourselves? old ladies? Yes, yes. Mrs. Right? I don't remember their names. There were two, two old lovely old ladies,
3: Lucy, is that they Mrs. Mrs. Nastidge <laughs> <mustard> looked <laughs> after <Mrs>. us. <Mustard. laughs> um there were two lovely old ladies who lived in the cottage who next door. Who didn't like
2: the, the whole theatre gang in the beginning, they well, thought they were lascivious um, because <laughs> ex-brothel theatre, very mm, similar. Same thing. And yes, then became and
3: our and they, were and they used to give us those nice um, biscuits. nice niece remember yeah, that They too. were probably
1: won over by the fact that there were babies to look after. We were no, probably the but bridge. But we were
2: there, I think, quite a bit.
1: Yes. I Just also go to remember the being house. babysat by Chrissy, Chrissy Coltai. Do you oh, remember yes. her? She the was the a dancer. choreographer yeah. and dancer.
2: Just back to your thing about what mum said is they like to um, always say that I was in
0: a basket underneath box office. Yeah. <laughs> you have no memories of that? No. A bit too tiny Later. perhaps. Later, yeah. <laughs> so um, growing up, were you aware, do you think, that your lives was slightly different to the lives of, of other kids mm-hmm. at your school?
2: There's that story.: Lisa, Which Do you one? remember when Dylan and I um, so the girls were always the bells were always a year or two ahead of me, but I was always following from high school to we were at the same primary other, school, the same, same primary high school. school, same everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember being at Glenmore Road Public when Mr. Monarchs did his, you know, welcome back everyone." And Dylan and I, as so proper Dylan, theater children, was Dylan Dylan Jackie, Jackie, Weaver's, Jackie son. Weaver's son clapped. <laughs> end, marvellous. We thought, well, isn't that a good way to start the day of speech? We know what that's all about. I remember a one monologue. or both of you ran up and went, it's not a, that's not it. No clapping. No, no, no. 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 Don't applaud. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. The man stood up in front of a crowd. <laughs> he made so, a performance. Yeah. So I think we were quite different. <laughs> yes. I, but I, I don't think we
1: were aware of it. No, no, I see that now. No. now I think it was not until our mother was on... Um,
0: Restless ah, years. What, the Restless <gasps> Years. that's right. And that
1: really impressed people at school. But theatre was kind no. of a bridge too far.
0: Although Chipsies. I think there's, there's a story, Hilary, about being picked up by your mother after uh, – I think you'd had a fight that day with I a boy I did. At school. A boy kicked
1: me, or maybe I kicked him, and I came out blinded with tears. I would have been – well, it must have been about 1971, I think, because it was Hamlet – um, and my mother came to pick me up and I was so blinded with tears. I couldn't, I didn't even look at her and I got in the car and I looked and she'd had this long black hair all down <laughs> her back and it was cropped. Shaved almost, wasn't it? Like almost. A cut, yeah. it, was, it was very, very short and it was f- for Ophelia. So, you know, she was going to wear a wig when she was sane and then take off the wig when she was mad. Oh, no. And... It was enough to shock me out of my tears. I remember that very clearly. <laughs> I remember I the remember. name of the boy. who any... kicked me. Miles. Oh, I um, Just I'm in sure. case you're out there. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. There. You Miles. you in trouble,
2: though? You say, Lisa, you were very quiet in the auditorium. I had a terrible stage whisper. I don't know if I've improved on it. Because um, I would always go, oh, look, someone's standing in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> While you were watching the show, Yeah, and people go, Sasha, they can hear you. And I remember getting in trouble oh. for being front... And centered downstage Nimrod in the small theatre when Henry Zepps was doing a show and he had some stupid joke about a banana and sparren and I said, What's that? <laughs> What's a banana in the sporin? And he was furious at me <laughs> afterwards and I thought, Oh, did I get the joke? And so did I get the laugh? He didn't get it. I wasn't very good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember being I remember being very, very Quiet and you know, being sort of proud of myself of how quiet I could be, how focused I could be, and then going to the theatre with school audiences later on, and just being so horrified and embarrassed that the kids were making so noises yeah. and I was thinking, "Where are your manners?" And they didn't know how to behave <laughs> no, in the theatre. No, absolutely,
0: really. Do you think it was a, a privilege being allowed to hang around the theatre during rehearsals and performances? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely,
1: amazing. amazing. I don't think we figured it was then, but certainly looking back, it absolutely was. just not
2: to... um, It's only once you're looking in reflection backwards to realise you were having a sort of gypsy theatre life and that you thought it was normal to see people go in and out of character or put on a costume or um, be a different person in the foyer than in the show Mm. or have playwrights yell about things and you just... It
0: was normal. Mm. Mm. Do you remember any specific rehearsals or, or productions from the days... When you were at children Griffin, at
2: the stables? At Griffin, I remember my mother being famous for um, getting more bums on seats. <laughs> and she's famously known, other people That's have why. told me. Squish up. Yeah, move up, move up, there's more remedies.
1: There she, no. she just had her voice, darling. <laughs> she
2: didn't need one. Just, just a metaphorical. <laughs> she had a metaphorical <laughs> stick. A and then the other thing I suppose I remember so distinctly about that theatre was the pole. Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes! The there pole. was a big supporting beam that was there for ten
3: yeah. years oh, at least, at least. Yeah. Yeah. and all
2: the actors had. And it was right in the middle of the sightline because the it was the, at the entrance, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and um, it was a triangular stage, and the pole was right at the entrance yeah. for the actors, and so all the actors had to come up with creative pole acting. <laughs> well, big. You know, Mm, how do we um, get around? How do we act with it and use it? Mm. And I sort of missed it when it finally they lifted the roof and moved it away. But it was very synonymous with that that space. It
0: it was. Mm. How are they going to use the pole? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you think it broadened your mind growing up this way with this the association with this theatre?
1: Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I think just the people that we met, who were mostly, yeah, very liberal minded, very progressive that I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine in year eight, so we would have been 13 or 14, and she didn't believe the village people were gay. <laughs> How did you know? I didn't. Know and I, and she, she actually didn't know what gay was. She was Chinese and she said, we don't have gay people in China. So mm. I thought, wow, imagine, like, where do I even begin to unpack this with the village people? Mm. So I think things like that that we just absolutely took for granted from a very young age. And just being exposed to all those stories. I mean, we weren't allowed to see every
3: play, um, but... but I was. Seeing, you saw everything <laughs> we you, did? You no, know, we were I hey, remember the bells. We there invest? were some things they weren't allowed to see. Yeah. Really. Well,
2: yeah, was because that, they were a bit too You risquing. weren't allowed to see the stoppard where... Um, she comes down nude on a moon.
3: Yeah, I we oh, saw that. I you snuck that. in, did you? Oh, I guess I did. I don't really? know. I don't think I saw that. But there was also the. I mean, we're not in a theatre. We we can say Macbeth. <laughs> there was the the Manson Macbeth, which we didn't oh, I see. That, that was at, at the stables. You probably weren't. <laughs> I was born. I mean, we born. <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> and I was too. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember some things being too scary. Or we would say, um, "Is it is it going to be boring?" And oh yeah. So there was that sort of call as well. Yeah, and, if and they didn't s- think we'd.
2: And if you were lucky, you struck up a good relationship with the bar staff. And certainly when we moved to Big Nimrod, I pretty much thought I was working in the bar (laughs) at Nimrod because I I was good at collecting glasses and, you know, just that whole, we had a whole party thing. Mm. Our house was constantly, you know, famous for the big parties that happened. And so I sort of lived in this world that was quite... Nighttime, although we all went to school. Mm. We had days off when we needed to, but yeah. Did you play theatre as children? I think Absolutely. they did. Didn't yeah. You? I was too young. I remember yeah. you guys had a troop of me we, sort of we, looking
1: from afar. Yeah, we had the Bob Theatre Company. Did with you? Kate and Lucy Blinko <laughs> and Miranda Otto <laughs> put, put on right. shows. And yeah, Dylan was roped into it. Kydrick Beecher was roped into it once. That's and, an and, we
3: were, and we actually, I mean, like like all children do, we did put on shows all the time. I remember you doing shows so, at our place where we would make everybody sit down and watch. And, and get Emily us costumes. And,
1: and Robin Nevin's daughter, yeah, Emily Russo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and no, we did
3: we did yes. constantly put on shows whether they were at
1: home or at, at the, the theater. theater. But we took them very seriously. Mm. Mm. So we did charge money and <laughs> draw costume <laughs> designs and we sell yeah. them. Yeah, really. And we wrote songs. We we couldn't play anything well, well enough, so all the songs are a cappella. But, um, no, we took them very seriously and uh, and cried the night before opening because we thought
0: they were going to be terrible. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, sometimes children rebel against their parents' professions and choose entirely different career paths. Did you ever have ambitions to work in some completely different industry, Lucy? Um, I do remember later
3: on um, when I was in high school and sort of, you know, thinking. I mean, the, the the thing with our parents is that because they were part of the actual theatre company, there was a, a stability which actually none of us have, have. in our lives now. We're all freelance. Mm. But I but I do I do sort of remember thinking that that maybe I should try something a bit more normal at one stage. What and, might that have been? Well, well, I, that was the thing that every, anything I considered that might be normal actually felt really exotic so the idea Mm -hmm. of doing sort of architecture I thought well that would be really out there Mm -hmm. if I tried that or um what else did I think of I sort of you know design things and I thought about various various options but um it just seemed seemed to fall into
2: suds as soon as I got to university Yeah. yeah And my, and my parents were both lawyers, and so um, if, and it split down the middle where the lawyers were saying, are you going to follow your parents into the law? <laughs> and I'd say, well, I'd have to get those marks, wouldn't I? Mm. So I was not going to do that. I think my parents just wanted me to go to some kind of university. That seemed very important to them. Mm-hmm. The fact that it ended up being NIDA was sufficient, did, as long as there were some essays written. Did you go to uni before NIDA, or you went I did straight a to year. NIDA at Sydney? Yeah, yeah at did New South. Oh, New South. Oh, yeah, yeah, but then I did play at both Nuts and Suds because I was so desperate to be on <laughs> stage twenty-four <laughs> hours a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Hilary, did you did you have any uh, yeah, interest in I any I other? I did. Industries? I was very
1: interested in animals, and I still am. And I considered becoming. I didn't want to be a vet because I wasn't interested in the science part, but I thought about being an animal conservationist and I did, year 10, I did work experience in an animal shelter and it was the most depressing week of my life. Mm, It was, yeah, yeah, it was just, you know, dogs yowling and cats crying and it was really miserable. So I thought, I I want to write musicals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I think for Lucy and I, we were, I don't want to say lucky, because we're immensely talented, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but to have gone to NIDA meant that we had some footing to know that we were taking it seriously, whereas it was much harder, and I still think it is, when you suddenly announce to your parents at the dinner table that you want to be a creative and that you haven't got some kind of formal. Institution backing your crazy idea, so we were lucky in that regard, don't you think? Uh, Liz?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. A- and also, I- going into theatre never felt like a sort of a risky option to me, which it's, is ridiculous it's because it now, it's totally it? risky. Or is well, it just no, that we still, have children now? Uh, well, I mean, I, if if our children were to go into this business, you'd kind of, you know, maybe now ...shadow mm. in your boots a little bit. Mm. But, um, but it, it, I, I never thought that it was a risky option. I always thought, well, I've seen. Our parents do it. Well, I've seen the worst. I've that, seen yeah, un- the unemployed
2: drunks <laughs> sleeping on the couch saying, I can never work again. Yeah.
0: Have you all returned to the stables at various times with your own creative work? Yeah, a lot actually.
1: So most recently um, Splinter, which I wrote and Lucy was in, that was just last just month. Just waiting for mm-hmm. Hillary to write me a role basically. <laughs> After today's. yes, yeah, terrific.
2: Do it. Um, I haven't done a lot there. I've tried to get back a few times, but it's always been timing. I've done a play reading. Obviously, I've lived and breathed in that space a lot, but um, I'll get there. I mean, I've been Mm. on the boards there, but not much.
1: Mm.
2: More at the Second Theatre, really. Yeah, Belvoir.
3: Yeah, yeah. I've done a few shows there. I I I did the Splinter recently that Hill wrote. I did Wolf Lullaby, and the Falls, Falls both both plays that Hillary has written. Uh, And Emerald City and Dreams in White. Yeah, so quite a few, Mm. quite a few. And so, is
0: the place kind of imbued with memories for you? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As is
2: as is Belvoir
0: too. Mm.
3: I mean, every corner we kind of yeah. They're I look at things houses.
2: there and downstairs because, of course, the architecture, even the placement of the bars changed. I think the other thing that you have to remember about Griffin, it was a party theatre. It was famous. It spilled onto the street always. Mm. Didn't matter what the show was, whether it did well or not. People came back to the theatre to have a drink and see their mates. So it had a very big culture of uh, community and, and fun that we all lived in, you know, Mm. and uh, it was funny because we just recently... had a service for my father there and the staff were freaking out because the the oldies and everyone was going to spill onto the street and mm. it was like they were going to stop us. And I was like, don't you know what this theatre was? And it doesn't matter what the council says. It all mm. has to go onto Nimrod Street for hours and smoking and drinking, mm. and annoying the neighbours. That's, that's <laughs> what, what do Griffin that. is. That's
0: what original Nimrod is. You know. And so you mentioned your own children. Do you all have children? We yeah. do. And, and do you... Feel that they have a life in the theatre ahead of them. Um, Who knows? I don't know. My son's at
1: film school in the states, so is he? Yeah, that's great. So, kind of maybe indirectly. And my daughter's sixteen, and I I think she writes, but secretly, secretly. But um, I don't know if she's going to. My daughter turned
2: to me once because obviously I've told them how bad being an actor is, (laughs) and with great fear and slight tremble and. And I said, will you hate me if I become an actor? (laughs) And there was a sort of indignant, large pause. And I said, well, not hate you, darling, but... Reject you. (laughs) Reject you outright. I mean, you'll have to move out. I remember, it's just funny what you pass on. Having said that, they're very creative thinkers and I'm sure that's because of an insistence on reading, seeing plays. I take them to things that I know are not their age to make Mm. them... Listen and think much more than I'm sure their friends do. Mm. I'm sure you guys do too. Mm, mm.
3: And and I, I have three daughters, and the eldest one, who's just turned seventeen, is actually an ambassador at the Griffin. Oh, so she goes, yeah. she's part of the the young people who go every month to see the shows. And How um, fab. yeah, she absolutely loves it. She she just thinks it's brilliant. So, but who knows? Who knows what they will do with and their so lives?
0: And so it's obviously an important place in your lives mm. and in. Australian theatre.
1: Mm, absolutely. I've also been on the board, I was on the board for a long time and I have taught there for about 15 years teaching playwriting. So yeah, it feels really central and just as Sasha was saying, it's kind of a community hub. It really is, for and I think the theatre industry. And I
2: think for people who've never seen a show at Griffin, they are actually shocked about how unique it is. Mm. Um, you say, yes, but have you actually been? Because that experience of actually this very small theatre—what is it? Seat hundred and six, 106, and it used mm. to be like sixty
1: or something before um, Lillian got the stick in. Yeah, before. <laughs> they need her back.
2: <laughs> need her, is that you can watch an actor a meter from you, and I don't know if there is really any other experience like it theatrically. And and this is the odd experience: you can watch the the other side of the audience mm. while watching the performance, which is a kind of meta, strange mm. theatrical experience. In itself. And so sometimes you see these extraordinarily vital, energetic performances, and people are a meter away from you. And it's quite, there's no other space mm-hmm. like it. No, it's and that's incredible. why I think it remains and why people always save it and keep it alive is because there just is nothing like that immediacy and the closeness of mm-hmm. it. You can't really explain it to anyone who hasn't been. And plus, you've got to rush in and get your seat. Yeah.
1: yeah. You've the got to make seat. sure you're there. Yeah. Try not to get in the front row. Yeah. Or <laughs> that,
2: get in the front row and front make row. your first mistake. Oh, my God, I'm in the front row. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
0: so, Lucy, well it's that, an that's a space. Place in your life.
3: Yeah, yes, it's just, it's quite a magical space. I mean, I, I saw a show there last week. And, and that thing of walking up the stairs and thinking, what world am I going to mm. walk into and what, what is going to be played out in front of me? It's just, uh, yeah, it's an in, incredibly special space to perform in and to, and to be an audience in.
2: It's. I still special. tell people to make sure they go and see it, mm. see something mm. there because of that unique experience yeah. as the audience, yeah. let alone how great the shows are, just mm. like nothing else.
0: Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you so Thanks, much. Angela. It's been a delight to have you uh, in for a conversation. Sasha Haller, thank Lucy you. Bell and Hilary Bell, thank you. Thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Griffin's special podcast series where we're celebrating 50 years of the stables. For more anniversary activities, head to Griffin's website, griffintheatre.com.au.